Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We are live in studio. That's our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, who is the sponsor of this wonderful show, Talk Real Estate. I also have Melissa Wallace with me this morning. Hello, hello. Hello, it's me. Yay. So she's here. Uh, What is that? Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning, getting us all set up on social media so you can follow along on our Facebook. We also have Tim in studio in Marshfield, manning the controls at WATD. How are you, Tim? Hello, good morning. Uh, Doing well on a beautiful Saturday. Isn't it beautiful? I woke up in such a wonderful mood with like the sun shining, no rain, no snow. It was perfect. So uh, we're happy to have Tim in studio. And if you have any questions for us throughout the show about real estate, it doesn't have to be about our topic. Uh, You can certainly call him and he will get you through to us. Uh, The phone number at the studio is 781-837-4900. Again, 781-837-4900. And Tim will be manning the phone and uh, helping you out there. Um, We also have a guest in the studio with us. You've heard her voice before. And if you're on the South Shore, I'm sure you know who she is because she is one of the best of the best when it comes to being a full-time real estate agent here on the South Shore. Her name is Ginny Wandell. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. morning. You have to get a little closer. I know you're a little nervous, but you got to get right up there, girl. All right. So here I am. (laughs) First time. Long-time realtor, first-time Long-time listener, long-time realtor, first-time <laughs> co-host. Yes, yes. You, We do, like, sort of, um, when you're doing balloons downstairs for your open houses, we're like, oh, yeah. Jenny, you got to come up here. You got to come talk to us. You do that. You do that. <laughs> and, and you're I'm, like, okay, but you're so good at it. So you're going to be totally fine. And you came up with our topic today. So, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, um, but why don't we give Jenny a moment to sort of um, introduce yourself to all of our listeners, um, you know, where you service, how long you've been in the industry, uh, all that fun stuff, okay? All the good stuff. I'm most happy to talk with other people, but I guess I have to tell you about me. So I'm Mm -hmm. Ginny Wandell, and I've been uh, new to Pembroke and the South Shore 
for almost 30 years. So I guess that's not so new. No. However, um, I do come from other places, and I, I love different geography, different houses, um, different places to explore. So that fits right in with me taking care of people, doing real estate. I've been doing this for about a decade now. Um, And prior to that, um, I have degrees in design and art, and I have been an advertising executive in New York. So lots of fun things, and this is the, the right place at the right time. So today I wanted to talk about, um, I asked Melissa to talk about emotionally meeting folks where they're at. And so that's what we're going to yeah. do today. And, um, oh, my microphone just went out. Oh, oh and I'm back. Um, yeah, so I think, so you came up with this topic. So why don't you sort of let our listeners know why this was something that you wanted to talk about and why this is important for you. Yeah, so um, as you may or may not know, um, realtors have a higher designation. Yes, we have salesperson licensure um, in Massachusetts as well as in other states, and we practice the art of real estate with lots of data um, and giving people market analysis. Um, helping people to understand their qualifications if they wanted to be a buyer and also helping sellers. So there's a lot of analysis and a lot of black and white data, but we're also emotional human beings and I'm pretty interested in meeting people where you're at. So what that means is we do need to find out what's specific and unique to your situation. And it all starts with being comfortable sending a text or having a chat or just talking about your needs for, in this case, real estate. Yeah. And I think, so when I heard that topic, I immediately thought, okay, finding out the reason why somebody wants to move, whether it's purchasing a house or selling their their house, um, you know, just finding out the reason. Because I always say on the show, the right time to sell or the right time to buy is when you're ready. When you're ready. And there's always going to be a reason behind why you're doing this, making the big move and and, and making this such a financial decision. Having an advisor will help you answer the question, am I ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you ready? <laughs> uh, uh, am I ready? Yeah, there have been some times where uh, Sharon, maybe you as well, have talked people out of selling their home because financially it just didn't make sense or there were um, such great features about their current home that um, you know they can modify as they sort of grow in place. One of the things that we start out with is finding... I'm the queen right now, it's January, the queen of giving out calendars. Mm -hmm. So helping people see with uh, plotting a plan on your calendar helps you understand where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, so I have like 8,000 calendars. I think I need to condense You need me, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, you know, I I can call you honey because I, you know, we're like, well, we are a family. Everybody knows that that listens to us. We are a family. Um, But yeah, I have so many calendars. And so was it last week? When did you do your vision board? So um, um, so last Saturday I had a group. um, We've done a vision board party. Um, I've done it for years in the past, but we had that silly, or not silly, that serious COVID break um, and brought back together a group of people. I'll do it again next year. It's sort of arts and crafts, but it really is therapeutic and it helps you understand with pictures where you want to be in the coming months. 
Well, it's funny because the, so I've been here. This will be my seventh year with Boston Connect, and uh, I think it was the first or second year we were in our old office and yes. we did a vision board night. And this this was pretty much the first vision board I've ever done. I haven't done one since, but I have been thinking about it <laughs> because I, my well, my one vision board was so good. But after your <laughs> vision board night uh, last week, I went back. I actually still have it in my closet upstairs. Good for you. Um, so now, obviously, we everybody knows that. We um, purchased a building in um, the center of Pembroke. And so my office is upstairs and I have a closet. And in my closet is my vision board from six, seven years ago. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I kind of have achieved a lot of these things. Isn't like, it great to check off the boxes? Yeah. yeah. Well, I did put a big picture of Ed Sheeran on it. And? and? Unfortunately, I did not marry him. <laughs> However? But, however, I do go and see him every time. It's a, it's a priority. I, I said it to Sharon. I said, if there's one thing I need every time, uh, you know, his tickets go on sale, it's I need a couple hours to yeah. be able to get them. <laughs> and you know what? And our, our days and our minds get so jumbled that we need advisors around. Yeah. We need helpful pointers, um, tips and tools for how we do what we do because you forget what you thought was important. And now, for you and for other people, what who's going to buy a house this year? Yeah. You know? So, and just to piggyback off of that, it's sometimes you don't even realize you know, that you can, um, you know, have these goals. And, and that's just me. So I never, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want to I own a home one day. It was just not something I ever really thought about um, until I started, even when I was started in the business, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be able to do that. Never going to be able to do that. And it wasn't until a year and a half ago, maybe, that it was like, no, you, like everybody around me was like, no, you can do this. You can do this. And I sat down with Jasmine and she was like, yeah, you're there. Like, you're already there. <laughs> you, you know, That's you can do this. But I needed some guidance because I didn't see it you. in myself. Yeah. I needed someone to help me. So the professionals around me every single day were rallying. And I was like, okay, okay. Maybe I'll just have a meeting with Jasmine. And I went into it saying, Jasmine, I, you know, I really don't know where I'm at. And Jasmine Men- uh, John Mendez is her maiden name. But uh-huh. Glasgow. That's how you say your last Glasgow. name. Glasgow. Um, As she, in Scotland. Yes. Glasgow. She was on our show uh, two Tuesdays ago. Um, so you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com or go to your podcast app and um, look us up um, and listen to her show. Um, but she, I, I went into my meeting with her and just said, you know, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know if this is going to be anything. I just need your guidance to see if I'm on the right path. And she was like, you're at the end of the path. Like you're ready to, yeah, ready to jump. First, first step, is to listen to yourself. Yeah. And if you No, find, I, I was if I was listening to myself for so long because I was like, no, you can't do this. Well, <laughs> the other half of my sentence was listen to yourself and then And then listen are, to others? Are you I'm trying to guess. Yeah. You can keep guessing. Go ahead. I'll answer you. Uh, listen to <laughs> others. Uh, go, yeah. go down your own path. Ask ask yourself your questions and then stop. Oh, stop. And then stop. Because we come up with these stereotypes and we have all of these images. And you think what you can do is always the right way. And that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. It will eventually turn into the right way for you. But when I tell people stop and leave a little space, stop, they say, well, now what? Because everybody wants to fill the space. Yeah. And my answer to the stop 
the next step is pick up your phone. Yeah. Send a text. Go, in your case, you're right here in this office. You see mm-hmm. me and other people all the time. So, yeah. dispel the myth. Yeah. Get the answers. I think I think we can get sort of, and by we, I mean like in general, everybody can get very caught up in the financial aspect of, I mean, because we are helping people, you know, with one of the most, the biggest financial decision of their lives. However, the other side of it is it's emotional too. Yes. So whether it's someone like me who is purchasing their first home, so that's emotional, or it's somebody who unfortunately, you know, there was a death and, you know, you have have to sell or there's divorce because we did a show on that uh, the, the four d is it four or five d's i think it was five five <laughs> five d's um you know of reasons why uh people might sell or, or have to purchase something else or something yeah. but it's the emotional part and we're, we're constantly reminded of this because we just did a round table um so an open discussion here at the office the other day and somebody who I had spoken to on the phone and then Sharon had spoken to on the phone and then another realtor in our office had spoken to the phone. They are in a very um, sort of hardship situation. And so now you have three people who are sort of emotionally invested in this person's financial and and future and trying to come up with strategies of how we can help this person. Right. Um, And, you know, hopefully we did come up with some, some ideas for... For that realtor but so meeting people where you're at means what's going on yeah mm-hmm. what's going on and who you're speaking with has to have a matter some some beginning points are trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. loyalty having a professional opinion all of these things are worked into your relationship with your realtor so if somebody um, is new to me, I sit down and listen. Yeah. And sometimes I find that when people aren't quick to talk, maybe I'll ask some, hello, Melissa, you're waving at me. I'm taking a picture. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now I have to wave and talk. Um, Meeting people where they're at first starts with a matter of trust. Mm -hmm. When people look us up, our, our personalities and our work as realtors, it's right out there on the internet. You can look us up and check us out, but the way you really get to know us is to have a conversation. Yeah. And I think that that is really important, too, is I actually am doing this new program with Jack Canfield. So if those of you who don't know who Jack Canfield is, he is one of the authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And um, it's funny because I've been in this new transition. And Ginny, I think you and I are, you know, similar ages with similar kids the same age and being, it's like... You know, like when you're younger and your mom tells you something and you roll your eyes and you just don't get it. (laughs) Like, I feel like we're at that point where we fully understand, you know, and we can put ourselves in so many different areas of where our clients are. And while I was doing this program the other day, we were talking about, you know, what is your goal? And for those of you who don't know me, but everyone in the office knows, you know, I've sort of struggled with that the past couple of years because for so long, my goal was, you know, to get Casey and Mackenzie through college and to see that opportunity. And for those who don't know, I didn't get the opportunity to do that. Um, And I used to be embarrassed about it, you know, and um, I think I did okay, Mm -hmm. you know, but I knew how to work hard. And my so when I was at the Jack uh, Jack Canfield the other day, 
I was saying how I'm just so embracing where our agents are right now and me trying to be where they are right now and helping them be with their clients and where their clients are right now. And of course, with me, you know, I'm in this other like boomer generation where helping the older boomers move out of their homes. It may be they're going into nursing homes or in-laws and then helping their kids. The younger boomers do all that. And I loved what one of the people said was you should sort of coin yourself as the compassionate broker. And as the broker, that's all of us that lies beneath, right? So Absolutely. all of our agents. And don't you think that's yeah. such that was such a great way to explain who we are as yeah. agents? Yeah. Um, having, having compassion means being with passion. So we're... Um, understanding somebody else, knowing what our history is, but we keep our mouth shut and listen first, and then little by little, you gain somebody else's trust. This is, you know, speaking as if we were um, new with a client. Certainly, we all work by relationship here in this office, um, and so referrals are, are fabulous. It means that I already have a trust, I already have a relationship with somebody, but um, to Sharon's point, we all have our histories, and Sometimes it's nice to know that you've been through a similar situation. Um, For instance, how do I know about divorce? How do I know about uh, a sudden and tragic death? How do I know um, about, you know, things that really bring people into a solitary place? Well, because I've been in solitary places before, too. Uh-huh. So it, that's the emotional component. You are not the only person on the planet that has experienced a certain category of maybe hurdles to jump over. Uh-huh. Although you're certainly unique and I need to help you because you're asking me as your advisor to help you with your story. Mm -hmm. And what made me think about this was as you were talking and you were saying, you know, people will look us up online and they're getting assumptions based on numbers. And it's one of the things that I always say, and I've said it on the show, I say it in our trainings, I say it when I'm out with clients. And I feel a big majority of us in this office, we are not motivated by money. We are motivated by helping people. And when we have that mindset, of course, we're going to make more money, right? We make a living. We do this because it's our living, we, we right? We say, who am I going to help today? Exactly, exactly. And for those of you who don't know, Ginny and I have known each other for eons. Our kids were similar ages, played sports together. I was Ginny and Andy's buyer's agent at one point when they were looking for a second home. And... Um, she is the one that, you know, it's weird that you can, you know, when I need to be lifted because some morning she just sends me these little affirmations and prayers, yeah. which means so much to me, you know, so, oh, um, and you spread that into your clients and helping them where they are. So as you were saying, I think it's important for our clients to understand meeting with us in person is more important than looking at what our numbers are. Sometimes we just meet with people and it doesn't even really wind up about real estate at the moment. Mm-hmm. I always, um, you know, some some of you listeners have either seen my sign or looked me up or maybe you have a mailing from me because I do um, some small note cards to people who are in a circle. Um, we like to keep in touch mm-hmm. and invite people just for a coffee, just to see how things are going, just to see how we can help. It's a common theme for us 
to want to know how you're doing and to help. So real estate is the vehicle for us. Um, you know, you listen perhaps to the national news. The national news is not what's going on locally. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out what's going on locally, even if I many times I'll send a note to somebody and they'll, it'll prompt a phone call and we'll go have coffee and they'll say, Ginny, I'm never leaving my house. I'm not selling. And my answer is good for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm really glad that we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> and too, I mean, I think our businesses have worked, you know, we've all worked by referral. So it's, you know, I talk people out of selling homes. Sometimes. And, and, and what they say is, yeah, sometimes if, if the circumstances, you know, are best suited for that. And they always say, oh, I feel bad for taking up your time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, my job as a professional is to help you find the right answer for you, right. whether that's selling your home now, whether that's selling your home in six months, or whether that's a year, two years, or perhaps never. But my hope is, is that you think I did a good enough job and you say the same things that you'll, you know, consider me if somebody is thinking about buying or selling a home. Right. So some of the practical things, you know, that we can touch base um, with people on is, did you want to know what are the first steps to getting my house ready for the market? Well, everybody wants to know the value of their home and the way that we determine these comparable market um, other properties. Um is certainly crunching the numbers for finding similar homes and giving you a home value. It's also based on the movement of the market at the time that we're asking. So absolutely, we can sit down and talk about the value of your home. And the other maybe thing that we have to do first is get you ready for the market. And so that that's a whole series of steps. We have checklists. We actually have a methodology for getting a home ready for market. So you may be thinking, I just have a pile and my house does not look like house beautiful. Sometimes people will say, well, what is this selling as, as is? And we certainly can talk about that subject mm. as well. Um, but sometimes what we do as a real estate advisor in order to prepare your home for the market is we have things that we do for organizing, clearing out, um, Mm -hmm. putting things away, and just preparing for market along a checklist. Isn't that something that would be helpful Mm -hmm. to a potential seller? And then we can also talk about checklists for buyers. Mm -hmm. What do we need to think about? Am I ready to buy? Should you still be renting? Why are you renting? That's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to have Pete Fakaisen on with us next week. We haven't decided if it's Tuesday or Saturday, uh, but Pete Fakaisen from Cross Country Mortgage is going to be on this week and we're going to be discussing just that. Should I rent or should I buy? Um, You know, with the rates going up, people are sort of freaking out. But the rates are coming down. The rates are coming down. And that's what they do. They go up and down. Mm -hmm. So is there a right time? Come come and talk to us. <laughs> well, like Melissa says, the right time to buy a house is when it's the right time for you to buy a house. That's right. How right? do you know that? Talk to us. Exactly. So bring, let's back up a little bit. So when you first go to somebody's home and, you know, you're assessing what their situation is, let our listeners know, you know, they're thinking about putting their house on the market. From A to Z, tell us what that process looks like. You go to their home, and then what? Yeah, A is for arrive. So (laughs) That's good, Ginny. Coming in, (laughs) I'm a list kind of girl. Um, Yeah, so there's probably, you know, lots of letters in the alphabet that we can also use to help us remember these steps. But when we arrive, so I'll just use yesterday's example, Mm -hmm. um, for folks that are going to 
consider selling their house and move either locally or out of state. So we discuss getting people into your home starts with curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Stepping across the threshold, is there anything that needs a little bit of attention to detail? Is there mm-hmm. anything broken or not safe? I always walk in to a potential seller's home and say, I'm here looking with the eyes of a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, we sit down and walk through the things that they can do physically for their home mm-hmm. in order to make it most desirable to a buyer. That's a, a different view than a homeowner usually has. Mm-hmm. Protecting your home and, oh, this is great and I really have wonderful closets, but you have to go down and around the corner and into the eave and it's a great space back there. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is what I'm going to pretend is that you have just come to my home and I have potentially lived in my house for the last 35 to 50 years. I've been very comfortable there. When big items went, of course, I took care of them and replaced them. But if they weren't broken, I didn't fix it. So I still have, you know, the gold sinks and toilets and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I also have a lot of stuff. So when my parents deceased, this is an example. My parents have not deceased, by the way. Right. I have all of their stuff. I also have family members who moved. I have kids who didn't want all their stuff from college anymore. My basement is full. I I have no walking room. You open my cabinets and I have, you know, every single cup and dish that I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. What what are your, when you can see my overwhelm, how do you get me down to like calm? Right. So I see your emotional attachment. I I say this to myself and I sit down with you, we've done our walk through, and I understand some people are very proud of certain things. I had a wonderful client who was so proud of her green shag wall-to-wall carpet that was fabulous. She was emotionally attached to how great that was throughout Mm -hmm. her house. So we talk about what's important to you. Mm -hmm. She would not let me pull up that shag carpet. but when we did get the house listed and, and have people come through, I was allowed to lift up the corner of the dining room carpet mm-hmm. and show the beautiful hardwood floor that was put in in 1942 when the house was built, covered ever since. And I helped her to understand how other people value things emotionally. So taking care of um, your stuff. Mm-hmm has emotional value. There's an emotional dollar sign Mm -hmm. attached to grandma's china. Mm -hmm. But there's not a market of six dollar signs. There might be just the value in giving it to a place to donate. Mm -hmm. And if that does your heart good, then I'm going to help you. So we separate the emotional from the bank value. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, because I know... You know, even in my own home, I notice myself. So we've been doing a lot of like purging and things like that at my home. And this is the time of year that I tend to do that stuff. And I I know, you know, sometimes when I'm going through older people's homes as well, and you see this attachment that you're talking about, and it's emotional, you know, we're looking at, you know, a vase that probably came from the candy jar. They still see the flowers in it that their husband gave them on their 40th anniversary. Absolutely. So you have to be sensitive to those emotions. And we have methods for helping people to understand and keep the stuff, even if they're, let's say, moving to a smaller space. Sometimes I have made um, 
keepsake um, albums. Sometimes I've just taken pictures and made photo books. Mm -hmm. Um, There are lots of ways that we can think of getting somebody, let's say, unstuck from, I can't move, I couldn't possibly move because uh, all of my emotions are here. So how do I do that? Let's talk about what are you looking forward to? Mm -hmm. What would make your life easier? Mm -hmm. This house has served you so well for all of these years. Imagine you're moving to the place where you don't have all the stairs. Um, imagine you're moving up to a place that has more bedrooms because you got more babies showing up in your life. Mm-hmm. There's right sizing, there's actually wrong sizing, mm-hmm. and there's doing what's best for you. And you look at one year, three years, five years, a lifetime. There's no such thing necessarily right now mm-hmm. as a forever home. Mm-hmm. That term gets people stuck a lot, and I try to mm-hmm. sort of pick a pout pick apart forever yeah well when we call it right sizing it's the right size for you right now at that time yep yeah interesting Mm -hmm. i never thought about that with the forever home yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's very common i'm gonna stop using that term (laughs) it's very common language and it and it also stops people from dreaming of the next step so if you're stuck because you love your back porch maybe we're gonna find you a different back porch Mm -hmm. and maybe it's gonna have a garden next to it, a place for your birds to come see. Maybe there's another back porch. And maybe it's in a townhome where you don't have to do the lawn and the snow plowing yeah. and all of those. So it really is. I talk about a um, little side track here. Some people asked, um, what about a condo living versus a, a single family private home? Um, because here we go again. If you have a stereotype, I don't want to pay an HOA fee. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I talk to people about, well, you know, if you have a household budget, you already have an HOA fee. There's a uh, McNamara HOA fee, <laughs> and it is part of the lawn mowing and the snow shoveling. Mm-hmm. You you do have a budget. Mm-hmm. So whether or not you're arranging for your maintenance stuff, that is where we talk about uh, a condominium with an association and the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Or how do you have a single family home and still budget for your own maintenance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always different ways to think about it. And the reason coming to an advisor is helpful is because we do this every day. Mm-hmm. And when I say seven days a week, mm, some, yeah, it's mm-hmm. seven days a week because we think about other people in their situations and that it comes into part of our lives as well and so we get joy from taking care of other people Mm -hmm. and i can't make anybody move Mm -hmm. i can't tell you to buy or to sell but i can advise you Mm -hmm. yeah can we talk about timeline like when when you so you initially meet somebody and how do you discuss timeline with them Mm -hmm. like when when you should start all these things? Well, usually I just ask some questions. You know, what do you think you need? When do you think you need um, to buy or to sell? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people will come up with their own possible move dates. Mm -hmm. And I say, let's work backwards. Let's start with that end date. And after we've gone through closing... And a final walkthrough, working backwards, so your last date is your closing. And then before that, you'll be doing your final walkthrough. And before that, you're 
you've had your open house and you have a, a potential buyer, or if you're the buyer, you'll start with, I want to mo- move in to my new place. And, and those same steps occur usually mm-hmm. the broad term, three months, three weeks, mm-hmm. or three days. It doesn't usually take any more three years to get any of this real estate moving stuff done. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten years ago, I would sometimes start with somebody and it would take three months to even have an offer on a house. Over the past you know, 18 months and two years or more, we've been discussing getting ready and moving, whether it's buying or selling, and it just happened at warp speed. So if that was too much and if that was a whirlwind for people, um, we made it through. We had tremendous movement in real estate during the past two years. And now we still use a timeline and we still talk about 30 days to close, 45 days to close, 60 days to close. So let's use a calendar and see what is your energy level, how motivated are you to get this move done. And we only go at your pace unless there's a reason that I need to sort of light a fire and give you some of my energy to help you to really get this done. But there's no reason to live in a crisis. Mm -hmm. We're having these conversations in a very safe environment. Our timeline is according to me and you working together to satisfy what you need. And what do you do when your clients are sort of on the fence about, you know, what do you, what do you think the biggest obstacle is for people when they're thinking, I know I don't want to be in this home anymore. It's too big for me. You know, my spouse is deceased. I'm going through a divorce. Whatever it is, the house is no longer suitable for them. Even go the opposite way. We're having another baby and we need a bigger home. So for those who are right-sizing whatever direction it is, what came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. So I yes. feel like that's a big holdup for people. So what is your suggestion for people who are thinking about buying and selling at the same time? Yeah, buying and selling at the same time is something that we do all the time. Um, and according to inventory and what's on the market, you're actually living in both worlds. So if you need to sell and the market doesn't have a lot of inventory, we're going to make sure that you're never going to be homeless. Yeah. We're going to make sure, and there are such things that, you know, we could talk about these particulars, but um, there's such a thing as a bridge loan, which is coming back into being. There are such things as writing into your offers, use and occupancy. So if you need to stay for one or two or three or four weeks, um, there are insurances and agreements that can be a part of the plan that will always keep you safe and living where you're at right now before you go to your new place or um, sometimes people do rent. I don't have that um, happen a lot, Mm -hmm. but I think that people need to know that we do this every day and we're not going to let you get ahead of yourself because we're the ones who hold everybody back and do the steps methodically. We have a team of um, attorneys me, the real estate advisor, um, sometimes there's a mortgage lender involved. Um, even if you are selling to to be uh, mortgage-free in your next home, mm-hmm. I just did this yesterday. I advise somebody to talk to one of our 
many trusted lenders, even though they're not going to be taking out a mortgage, Mm -hmm. just to help with the financial overview, Mm -hmm. um, what they have, what their assets are, what are their debts that they're going to be paying off. We, We do have finance sheets to help in a cursory way to make sure that you can buy and sell at the same time. But the realtor is the one who holds hands on both sides and we're the bridge and we're the best communicators. Mm -hmm. So I want to pride myself on being a good communicator. We're always doing uh, check-ins with all of the people involved. Mm -hmm. Number one is my client, I'm taking care of you and you're gonna be safe. Yes. And two, I think that some people, you know, I, I obviously everybody is afraid of being homeless. So you definitely know how to write up contracts where if you're thinking about buying and selling at the same time, you know, you can make your home contingent upon finding suitable housing. You can make your offer on the home that you find contingent upon the sale of your primary residence that you're living in right now, um, especially if you're going primary to primary. So there, and that's why we work so closely with the attorneys that we, you know, that we, we are working with. Right. So we're making sure that, you know, from a legal perspective that we're making sure that your deposits are being protected and where you're living is right. being protected as and well. The attorneys that you may know um, are certainly, it, it, it's always the client's right to use whichever attorney they would like. Mm-hmm. We also have plenty of people that we've worked with before, law offices, that do this every day as well. So who you use in your team is important. And having somebody's personal cell phone number in order to be able to reach them is mm-hmm. a, a service that we provide. You're going to be able to call me. We're going to put parameters around what's a good time to call and what's not. And we're going to find out best times for you to communicate with me and mm-hmm. vice versa. I need to be able to get you at any time and you need to be able to find me at any time. Mm-hmm. So... We write the contracts and we do the black and white and we do the data, but emotionally, we make sure that you're secure by checking in. Mm-hmm. If you have a realtor, we're, if you're speaking with me, I'm going to ask you, are we doing this over the next three months? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be checking in with you? Would you like me to check in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Mm-hmm. Or do you need me to send you a text every single day? How do you want me to hold your hand through this? Mm-hmm. Do you not want me all the time, mm-hmm. but I need to know that you're going to reply to me, and that way we're going to go forward together emotionally mm-hmm. as well as, yes, the protections that come in um, home sale contingencies, mm-hmm. the protections that come with or without inspections, the protections that come with um, have, having your mortgage approved and having or a certificate of occupancy for a new build, mm-hmm. lots of protections. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of laws and concrete and black and white but i like to say try and live in the world of gray because emotionally you need to ride the waves a little Mm -hmm. bit you're listening to talk real estate roundtable here on watd my name is sharon mcmire i'm the broker owner i'll say the proud broker owner of boston connect real estate uh, who is the sponsor of our uh, radio show here along with my team uh, sharon and mary real estate team i have our uh team lead here, Melissa Wallace. She's, oh, I'm yeah. the leader. She is the leader <laughs> of the gang, for sure. She is the director of everything here, operations. Um, so we have her here, along with Ginny Wandell. She's a 
full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, she is fabulous at what she does. And uh, we're talking about how to, you know, in a process that is so emotional in every different capacity that you can think of, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, sometimes high, sometimes low, you know, emotionally meeting your clients where they are. And Ginny does such a superb job at that. Uh, But if you have any questions for us, like what is, I'm curious to our WAT listeners, what are your fears about the home buying and home selling process? And maybe we can have Ginny uh, put a little scenario together for you to help you calm your fears. You can call uh, Tim at the studio and he'll get you right over to us, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Or you can find us on all of our Connect pages, Boston Connect Real Estate, Sharon Costa McNamara, uh, Marshfield Connect, Pembroke Connect, Situate Connect, all those pages. Uh, so let's try to see if we can help answer some of your questions. Something, I know I brought it up earlier about, uh, we did a round table here at the office um, on Tuesday, and something that did get brought up was, um, you know, some, you know, sellers, they want to sell their home, they need to sell their home. However, the condition of the home might not be ideal um, for maybe getting the highest price possible, but we came up with some examples in the past few years that you know some of our agents have said you know there you know, we had a hoarder situation you know we were able to bring in a cash buyer um i gave an example um mm-hmm. of one of your listings we were able to bring in a cash buyer it worked the scenario worked they they were going to be you know tearing down the home anyways um so they really needed they wanted the land that's really what they wanted um but there there are definitely situations where you know some sellers might be like you know I've I've been here for 30 plus years and you know the the home suits my needs you know right now but you know it's it's dated it's it's Mm -hmm. the original kitchen it's the original this it's you know it might need a new roof and it's all about you know pricing the home in the condition that it's Mm -hmm. in um and I sorry you were gonna jump No, because I was just thinking about hoarders. One of the things I was going to say, and we're talking about emotions here, is, and oddly, I've had several hoarder situations, and Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like, psychological hoarder situations. I had a three-family hoarder situation where there were no tenants in two of the floors, and the floor that the woman lived on all three floors of this. And I think emotionally meeting that person where they are. I mean, the one in Dorchester was deceased at that time and no family members even knew she was living like that. But the the one person that you were just talking about, it was three years maybe, two to three years mm-hmm. from when I met him initially yep. to when he ultimately ended up putting the house on the market. And what held him back was that he was embarrassed yes. about what, because he knew that it wasn't right. That's why they don't allow their family members in. And not that it's right or wrong. It's just that he was embarrassed about his situation. And then that's where I think the compassionate brokerage comes in is we're not here to judge. We are here to help you. Right. Right. And we've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah. We've Absolutely. And mm-hmm. people people make up their own uh, fears in their mind. They think I've got the worst kitchen. I've got the worst bathroom. But yeah. sometimes they really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, and we can still yeah. still give everybody their dignity. This is their house. Mm-hmm. This is their kitchen. Yeah. And it's it's fine. But also there is a gentle way of saying 
there is a buyer for every house. So <laughs> whether they're going to live in it themselves or maybe renovate it and sell it afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that is something that, you know, we have to have a conversation with because it was a hoarder situation that came up on Tuesday. So, you know, how do I navigate this? So we're all coming together as a group and just sort of giving our, you know, examples and our um, personal personal times with it. But, um, you know, it was with that one that you were just talking about, it was the right lineup. We, you already had another client that Mm -hmm. you were selling their home. You, they, they wanted something that had beautiful land. This home had beautiful land. It was the most beautiful lot you've ever seen. Beautiful lot. You know, it just, unfortunately the home was just not livable. Well, one of the things that that person did in that home too, and again, with hoarder situations, they generally don't like to have people come into their home, and it is very stressful for them. But he was digging out the basement, like digging out the. It was like undermining the house. Yeah. So the initial thought was they would keep part of that house for the in-law section and then build on for that. But ultimately, they had to tear down the whole house because of what he was doing in the basement, which was extremely dangerous. And and we see um, that, I mean, Sharon's talking about hoarding as um, truly uh, a real real issue. Um, And that is an extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people live with clutter. Most people live with piles. Most people do have an awareness of um, the state of their home. Um, And most people feel a little bit nervous about asking somebody to come in with a professional view to give their opinion about the value. It's something that we do that helps everyone. Um, As the time goes on, as long as there's not a need to get this on the market, and, and I have had this situation several times where someone needs to 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 make take action three days from now one week from now um last year it happened where i i just had to get a house on the market and in three days there were photos and clean out and push the button and here we go Uh most of these extremes whether it's hoarding where there's a sudden death most of these extremes are still manageable because we are the professionals yeah also tracy grady commented on our uh on our video and she said she's also been in like a cat house like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah like a lot of animals yep. so that's another yep. form of mm-hmm. hoarding right. the horses what mm-hmm. do i do with my pets what do i do with I'm, all these things i can i can leave the house but there's still going to be three cats and two dogs so how are you going to show my house mm-hmm. You th- mm-hmm. every kind of situation you can imagine yeah mm-hmm. And we can help you through all those things. I mean, that's the that's, that's one of the nice things. I mean, we had this roundtable the other day because one of the agents in our office, it was actually having, you know, she was stuck on this situation and how can I best help my client? Well, it's nice when you're in a brokerage where, you know, 10 agents will get together and to help mastermind through that whole process. Yeah, we've so. had, we've had um, all kinds of scenarios over all these many years. <laughs> Jenny <laughs> moved her headphones and her hair went all crazy. It's a halo. Come on. Uh, we only have a couple more minutes left, so but because uh, I know we're doing something at the end, but um, but yeah, th- I mean, this we could talk about this forever. And you're such a compassionate person that like I could, I, I don't know why you were so nervous to like come on the show because you you're like one of the first people in our office to be like, oh, I I can give you my perspective on this, and you just go touch it, and it's like a lullaby. You're just like, oh. 
I love to sing. Yeah. yeah. I do no love matter, to sing. Even though, um, and talk. Even though um, we're talking about something that's very serious, you're just like, you have a calm way of bringing it up. <laughs> bringing it. Yeah, because stuff up. happens. Yeah. Stuff happens. Life happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I do want to give a little shout out to the Grady team. They have a new listing, Severn River Street in Situate, and they're doing an open house today and tomorrow, eleven to one. It's on the market for one point one million. Gorgeous, gorgeous house. I'm it's going to it after this. Yeah. Um, so she was downstairs doing balloons. That's why I stepped out for a little bit. But um, yeah, gorgeous. I, I can't wait to see it. If yeah. you follow uh, Boston Connect Real Estate on social media, you can see all the pictures that in the videos I'm going to do today. Yep. Um, but why don't Jenny? Why don't you give our listeners your contact information? How anybody can get in touch with you if they are looking to buy or sell? Mm-hmm. So if uh, everybody knows Facebook, you can find me at Jenny Wandell or Jenny Wandell Realtor. Um, my yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> my my cell phone is the best way. Your seven seven eight one three five four. 0723. Give that phone number one more time. Again. <laughs> so 781-354-0723. Put it in your phone as Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> then That's her te- name. Then text me and say, hi, this is Joe, mm-hmm. and I'd like to talk real estate with you. Yeah. A text, a phone call, the email, JinnyWandell at BostonConnect.com. Is, <laughs> you were like, is that my email? It's just my big long name. G I N N Y. I say think of gin and tonics. My name is really Virginia. Um, but my nickname is Ginny. And Wandell, I say think of magic wand. W A N D E L L. Yeah. And we'll have all of your contact information on when we post the show on Monday. So you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to your podcast app, type in Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We're so cool. You can type in our names and they pop and it up. pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Um, and you know what? You, every yeah. time you come on the show, you're going to get even more popular on, on Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah. Huh? Um, I'm always happy <laughs> to talk with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It starts with a text. People feel, you know, safe. But that phone call, let me hear your voice, that's what gets us started. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So um, I don't know where I was going to go from here, so help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to play a song. We're, yes. we're ending with a song today. Yes. yes, we are ending with a song today because, um, I, Tim, how much more time do we have? I just want to make sure our clock's 20 so seconds. 20 seconds. So um, I asked Tim if we could end today with a song just based on everything that is going on in the world right now. Uh, We want to send out our heartfelt prayers um, to the Clancy family, obviously, and the whole community in Duxbury, the first responders, the families, and all of that, as as well as uh, the situation in Memphis with uh, Tyree Nichols and um, also Anna Walsh. Um, So there's been a lot going on and even hyper-local for us. And we just think that right now the world needs love and um, I think that there needs to be a lot more peace on earth so I hope it begins with me so that's what we're going to play at the end of our song so we hope that all of you have a wonderful weekend keep all these wonderful families in your prayers and um, we will see you on Tuesday live 6.15 to 7 
wonderful weekend, everybody. That was Vince Gill and Jenny Gill. So um, prayers to all these wonderful families. WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.